Welcome back to this lovely October day for, actually it's not even October, it's September. <laughs> but you'll hear this in October. <laughs> but you'll hear this in October. Uh, for Scissors and Scrubs, I'm Nicole. I'm Lara. And we are going to cover today the Black Plague. The Black The death. Bubonic Plague. The Black Death, which I'm sure they kept their kids home from school forever too. Yes. If they even had school. So we're going to talk about why it was so filthy back in the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. They were disgusting. Mm-hmm. And then Laura's going to cover the actual Black Plague, which mm-hmm. my son thinks that plague mask is the best thing he's ever seen in his life. You ever see that mask? It's got the big nose thing on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. He thinks that's the best thing ever. He's still like, that's I don't know. what he wants to wear on Halloween. I, all the time. So <laughs> um, on a side note, I meant to tell you, I get an email from mm-hmm. somebody, from mm-hmm. a listener, and they were talking about our world-renowned summer series. Obviously. I mean, our famed. Mm-hmm. So she's like, have you seen this clip? <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, God. So it's a car. And there's a woman. She gets out of the passenger side, and she comes around the driver's side. I don't know why. So there's no sound, mm-hmm. okay? You just see the car. Doesn't and make it's, me nervous. It's on a road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's on a road, okay? okay? So she's... I don't know if she's trying to get a kid out of the car or what. And there's bushes on one side of the road, mm-hmm. the side that she's on. Oh, God. Out of the bushes comes a fucking tiger. <gasps> what? A tiger. Where is she? I don't watch China. It's in China. Oh. He grabs her <gasps> in about a second, drags her off into the bushes. Oh, my God. Go, like, in, in three seconds, she's pulled into the bushes. Oh, my God. I am assuming they're on some kind of a zoo or preserve because he's you know those green jeeps. Yeah, yeah. That comes out and it goes in the direction. Um, the tiger one. Yeah, I bet. The tiger one. That but I was awful. like, oh, oh, oh. And of course I'm like, oh my God, watch this guy. <laughs> I'm showing the kids. I'm like, watch what happens to this lady. That's Could crazy. You, no, a tiger. No. How do you explain? I was like, Mo, my mom. Yeah, well, we went to the zoo and a tiger ate her. Like, yeah, and it jumped out at her. Yeah. So maybe next summer we'll talk about tiger attacks. That was God. insane. Yeah. So I love our listeners sending in yeah, some great stuff. They, that got me, uh, that woke me up in the morning. Ugh. All right. Life. In the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. Lovely, life lovely in life. the Middle Ages. Kings and queens and guillotines. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I think of the Middle Ages and I think of the Black Plague, I go to my go-to, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. You know I do. Yeah. One of the lines is, um, you know he must be a king because he ain't got shit all over him. Because <laughs> all the pheasants are sitting around and they're covered. They're literally farming shit. <laughs> it's, it just cracks me up. So when I think of the Middle Ages, I think of People sitting in shit. Yes. That's not fair, but that is what yes. I think of. And I can't imagine it was fun. So life in the Middle Ages mm-hmm. is centered around farming. Are we shocked by that? No. Because there's no other kind of industry. You're a farmer or you're a king. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else. No. <laughs> you live in shit or you deal with... I don't know. So 90% of the population uh, lived by planting, tending, and harvesting crops. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the crops were. Because England didn't really grow much but barley and wheat. And, yeah, it's probably just... I mean, they didn't have vegetables. It wasn't a big watermelon patch. No. no. All right. And this was crucial to survival. Farmers had to produce enough food to give the landowners, to give to the landowners, and to provide food for themselves throughout the winter months. Awesome. Because we're not going to the big Y. No. Stocking up for the winter, getting some meats. Mm-hmm. You're, you're growing it and you're eating it. And the main crop that was grown and the main food that was eaten, bread. That's it. It's perfect. Fucking bread. Sounds good. They probably never shit. No. 
no, no. They never did. They never should. I don't know how they were in it all the time if they never did it. But bread. bread, bread, bread. Other crops were legumes, also known as beans. Oh, that helps. And a few vegetables, which I can't imagine what their big vegetable crop must be in England. Yeah. Write to us. Let us know. Most farmers in the Middle Ages had few hopes of producing enough crops to sustain them throughout the winter. That's another big surprise. So it's just... You knew you were going to stop. Gonna, we're going to be hungry. <laughs> we didn't see really many obese no. people in the Middle mm. Ages, unless you were a king. So the production and consumption of food overwhelmed their entire life. Mm-hmm. All you thought about was, when am I planting the crops? How am I getting the crops? When am I going to harvest crops? When are the next crops coming? What am I going to do with them? How am I going to get... Oh, they didn't even have canning. They didn't have that stuff. Okay. So you had chronic malnutrition. Uh, mal- yep, malnutrition. Mm-hmm. Chronic malnutrition. It was prevalent, which led to heightened susceptibility to disease. Mm-hmm. I have, I swear, I have a brain malfunction. Because for the past month, this is how I talk. I'll be at work and I'm stuttering. I'm like, I got the papers, the papers. And they're like, what? I'm like, I don't know why I just said that twice. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think I'm overwhelmed with stress. I think yeah, that's I think it. that might be it. Because I, I literally, people start to like, look at me like I have a, a disease. Okay. Fevers, flus, and colds were widespread and often led to death. Mm-hmm. This will all play in as Laura chimes in. Yes. When food was at extreme shortages, the peasants would eat food that could poison them. For example, grains were stored in damp indoor areas, which would cause oh. the ergot fungus yeah. to grow. Farmers would then eat the grain because they had no other food and get St. Anthony's fire. Mm. (laughs) St. Anthony's fire and get ergot poisoning. Ergot poisoning, also known as St. Anthony's fire, attacks the muscular and circulatory systems. It causes painful spasms, impaired blood flow to extremities, which can lead to paralysis. It can also affect the brain, causing hallucinations, erratic behavior, and death. I might have gotten into some ergot oh. recently. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. Maybe. I have ergot poisoning. Mm. Okay. It can also... I already just said that. Others would eat fodder, which is the crap that they set aside for the animals, causing the livestock to starve, and then they'd slaughter the livestock and eat them. Yeah. So yeah. they'd have the shitty food that they'd leave for the pigs and stuff. Oh. And then if it got really bad, they ate that stuff and then killed the pigs. Cold weather forced people inside, which brings us into living conditions mm. of these filthy little peasants. I don't want to know. Oh, my God. Let's just say Nicole wouldn't have done very well back in these no. days. Most, pe- <laughs> Most peasants lived in hovels. Now we're going to come to where the word hovels comes Uh-oh. from. Yeah. You ever hear you like, live in a hovel? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is it. Okay. It's a true room with one room with a large open hearth for heat. Mm-hmm. And then it had a few small windows to let in light, but the windows are filthy. Well, and then, I mean, remember my cousin Vinny? You ever see my cousin Vinny? It's like one of my favorite movies. I know. You and he's got the guy. <laughs> he's got the guy in the stand. And he's like, and what are these things? Windows. And what's this all over the windows? Dirt. And he's like, and these filthy screens run over the filthy windows. It's like the best scene. All right. Anyway, for those of you who love it, I love it. All right. So not a lot of lights getting into the hovel. Not a lot of fresh air is getting into mm-hmm. the hovel. There's an inner chamber for sleeping and storage. Mm-hmm. And if you were rich. A rich hovel. You had another room where you kept your animals in the house (laughs) with you. But they would get their own house. If you didn't have money, the pigs and the cows, and they're all living in the same little hovel room with you. Oh, my God. And they're shitting in there. And they got fleas and shit and shit and shit. Yep. 
um, hovels were damp, cold, and unsanitary, as we can all imagine. Because not only are the pigs and the cows and everything else shitting in there, so are the people. They're spitting on the floor. Ugh. They're urinating. And the, it's disgusting. Ugh. And that's where we get to the what the floors are covered with. Oh, God. <laughs> I literally was gagging as I was writing this. The floors of the houses, they're mud, and they're covered with straw or rushes, mm-hmm. which it, it's just straw. Yeah. Um, the top layer of the straw would be replaced, but the bottom layer could ferment for, oh, up to 20 years. With animal shit in it. Oh, it gets better. Okay. The flo- So this is a quote. Uh, the floors are in general laid with white clay and all covered with rushes. Occasionally renewed, but so imperfectly that the bottom layer is left uh, unattended. Sometimes for 20 years, harboring expectorant, also known as spitter lung butter, vomit, leakage of dogs and men, also known as their peeing in the straw, and droppings, scraps of fish and other <laughs> abominations not fit to be mentioned. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> yep. And guess where they sleep? On, On the floor. floor. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we wonder why the black plague spread like wildfire. Yeah. So the houses are damp and moldy, and the hearth didn't provide adequate heat or ventilation. Then you have thatched roofs. Yes. The thatched roofs and the thin walls meant rats and mice are a common problem. Ominous foreshadowing. Yes. There was a saying, it rains cats and dogs. Well, when it would get warm or cold or whatever, the cats and dogs would go into the thatched roofs, and it rained hard enough, the cats and dogs fell out of the thatched roof onto your fetid floor, which was disgusting. So... Because the hot the house is cold and damp and gross, it makes bathing almost impossible. Mm. And the winter diet of moldy bread, salted meat and fish, <laughs> and watery ale guaranteed everybody was sick. Now, if you remember when we went to Ireland and we were going through the castles, like they make castles in books and movies seem so romantic yeah, and wonderful. Yeah. yeah, basically they're like everybody slept in the same room, sitting up because your breathing was so bad you couldn't lay flat. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it was impossible to lay it flat. Was like, yeah, oh, okay. that's nice. All right. So well, if you're sitting in that mold and filled, can you I imagine can't. what was in your lungs? No, I, I can't. Oh. I can't. Um, so now if you go in urban cities, mm-hmm. you know, big bustling London, life's not much better. No. In medieval times, only about a tenth of the population lived in the urban settlements. Mm-hmm. Most towns were a toxic mixture of <laughs> filth, noise, rats, flies, and stench coming from streets filled with raw sewage and garbage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know when, um, oh God, I'm gonna gag. <laughs> you know, and hay market when they do the, um, mm-hmm. they, when they do the vegetable mm-hmm. market like on Saturday mornings, and the smell mm-hmm. from like the leftover vegetables. Remember going there at like, night? Yeah, and the fish and, and the, the rats. vegetables and the rats and the water was on the streets. Yes. and it would be like I'd be like, oh my God, it's how, disgusting. You couldn't get to a bar without wanting to gag because yeah. it smelled so bad. Because you always had to walk through it. You it always walked through disgusting. it. Disgusting. Oh my God. Disgusting. So I can only imagine how much and that was this was clean. Yeah, that's yeah. FDA approved. Yeah. So most towns are overcrowded with people living on top of each other. Living quarters were placed next to privies, also known as outhouses, butcher shops, where the butchers would take, like, the pig, gut them, like, slice them, and then throw all the guts in the street. So the guts would just hang in the street, and the rain would eventually wash it down into the Thames. Where people are also peeing and washing their clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, So they would slaughter the animals, leave the guts in the street next to the manure piles that were also in the oh, streets nice. in the cities. Yep. Water supplies were polluted from the outhouses draining into them. Mm-hmm. And open drains. It was spreading dysentery. The only real sanitation law in effect <laughs> this made me laugh. 
you know, back in the day, we don't have a bathroom, so we have a little chamber pot Mm -hmm. under the bed. The law was you had to yell out the window, look out below three times. Look out below! Look out below! Look out below! And then you could dump the shit pot out the window. (laughs) It's quite a law. I was like, okay, so we need a law. You know what? Just tell them, yell, look out below three times. It'll be great. Everybody will get out of the It'll it'll cure all of the disease we have. Uh, As you can imagine, life expectancy at this time was relatively short. Yep. Life expectancy at birth was between 30 and 35. I'd be dead by now. It's believed if you made it to 25 years of age, you might live a little longer than that. Oh. Infants died from fires, respiratory diseases. Whoop, oh, from flu, not fires. They oh, died from I flu. Was like, why is that involved? <laughs> in fires. They, I mean, they, actually, they were fires. They actually did die from fires, yeah. too. Because there's nothing covering that big, gigantic heart that you get little heat from. Yeah, with the thatched roof and the straw. Yes, floor. exactly. That they're eating off the floor. Uh, so the flu, respiratory diseases, whooping cough, measles, smallpox, accidents, TB, rashes, dehydration, UTIs, stomach infections, can't imagine why, <sighs> kidney stones, hernias, ulcers, epilepsy, and teeth. I got bad teeth. It would rot out of the heads, cause infections, and oh they would die. God. People today can die from bad teeth, and you should see some of the teeth we see. Oh, yes. That's the nastiest, one of the nastiest cases is the tooth extraction. And you know what? They're always married. So somebody's kissing that. Filthy fucking mouth. No, they're not. Ugh. Please. Ugh. That's it's all gross. I gotta say. People living in urban areas had a higher risk of premature death. Could be all the carcasses on the floor. Mm. So what killed the people? Let's start with what happens because of malnourishment. Okay. Lack of vitamin A. You get dry eyes or zero seropthalmia. Seropthalmia. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Really? Early stages um, can cause night blindness. So you're living in filth. And now you can't see. And there's not much light to see anyway. So you're tripping over the dead So you're tripping over the dead carcasses and you're becoming a victim. (laughs) Failure of tear glands to work. Night blindness. Great risk for accidents. Mm -hmm. Lack of vitamin A. It also causes conjunctivitis. Painful bladder stones. UTIs. And lower your resistance to fight off infection. Mm -hmm. And causes skin lesions where they think a lot of the leprosy was coming in. Mm. Vitamin C deficiency. Scurvy. (laughs) Scurvy. Chronic tiredness, muscle weakness, joint muscle pain, rashes, and bleeding gums. These people must have been gorgeous. I can't. They're poor Gorgeous. Mouths. I can't. Gorgeous. Mm. Skin lesions, leprosy, mm. bad teeth, can't see, smell like shit. Ugh. Niacin deficiency, also known as pellagra. Diarrhea, dementia, dermatitis, and death. Other niacin deficiency symptoms, ulcers of the mouth, nausea, vomiting, seizures, and disorders of the ba- of balance. Again, they must have been stunning. Vitamin D deficiency. Rickets in children. Parasites were lice, bedbugs, and they spread disease. Uh Again, ominous foreshadowing. If those didn't get you, there was always the twins, typhoid and typhus. (laughs) They always come together. (laughs) Hi, typhoid. I didn't want to name. If I I swear to God, if I get two other cats, typhoid and typhus. Um, Which I'm never getting another cat. Intestinal and pulmonary infections, measles, leprosy, skin infection, smallpox, dropsy, also known as edema, mm-hmm. uh, abscesses, tumors, syphilis was always prominent. We love a good syphilis. Yeah. TB, pins and webs. I don't really know. What, I think it's pins? eyes. I think it's eye diseases and worms. I don't. I, I wrote. I, I I wrote in parentheses eye disease and worms. So I think pins and webs, are eye disease and worms, okay. UTIs, etc. If you left the farm to work in the city. Like coal mines, you got black lung. Oh, of course. Mercury miners. Yes, they mined mercury. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
they got mercury poisoning. Mm-hmm. Big we can't surprise. even have thermometers anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, metal working, they got lead poisoning. Mm-hmm. Sulfur work, coughs, and eye conditions because of the fumes. Mm-hmm. Tanners. Tanners, uh, like you take the hides of the animals and you make them into things. That's yeah. what a tanner does. They would get edema from inhaling toxic fumes. Yeah. Glass workers got lung diseases. If a farmer... I don't know what it just <laughs> hit like it did in 1315. It brought the twins. So if you lived as a farmer in okay. 1315, you got the twins again, typhoid and typhus, dysentery, smallpox, mumps, and most deadly of all, the plague. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. And if you got sick, what did you do? Well, I'm almost done. Okay. You went to the medieval doctors. You had four options of medieval doctors. You had medieval physicians, which only the kings and the yeah. whatever the hell the knights got. Uh, they were only for the very wealthy. They received a university education, which was about 10 years of education. I don't know what the fuck they taught them because no. they didn't believe in anything no. this time. Maybe leeches. They were educated in the balance of the humors or your bodily fluids. Uh-huh. You had four humors. Blood, urine, stool, and bile. Yellow bile, you treated with fire. Black bile, you treated with earth. Blood was air and phlegm was water. Blah. So their goal was to balance these four humors. And how do they do it? Leeches. They blood light you. Mm-hmm. They heated glass and they placed it over the area that had been cut. So they burned you. Mm-hmm. Well, they um, cauterized it. For they cauterized with caustic medicines and foul-smelling herbs. Nice. They could be forced to ingest horrible toxic concoctions. Mm-hmm. Sun wounds were left open and covered with cotton soaked in salt water to delay closure to make sure you really didn't heal at all. Then you could so go. Water heals everything. It I does, but if you put enough of it on so the no. wound never heals, that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. So if you couldn't afford a physician, you went to the medieval surgeons. Oh, that's not good. And they were inferior to physicians. Yes. How do they like that? They don't like that now. No, they were. They had a similar reputation to barbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they went hand in hand. They would suture wounds, set bones, and use a knife. That's what kept them separate from right. the friggin' physicians. Still, what really keeps them separate. Right. And then, <laughs> if you couldn't go to the surgeons, you went to the barbers. <laughs> One step below a surgeon, they were only allowed to pull teeth, but I think most of them probably didn't want. Yeah. And the current barber pole that you see today, the red, white, and blue, it stems from medieval times where the red was for blood and the white was for bandages. Wow. Hmm, when then I didn't know that, did you? No. I got full of shit. You are. Then you had last, nope, you had medieval apothecaries. Mm-hmm. Most people took this route, which is you just went and you tried to take anything by mouth that you could because you didn't want them to kill you. Or you went to the wise old woman, Uh-oh. Mrs. Jones down the street. She used herbs and potions to cure anything. Wow. So basically it was a filthy, hazardous place and miserable. Mm-hmm. People smelled. Mm-hmm. They were sickly. There was no health care. And what is this a breeding ground for? The, the plague. plague. Over to you, Sparkles. All right. So we got the Black Plague. Oh, the Black Death. Everyone's heard of the plague. Like everybody says, like, oh, what do you get the plague? Or, you know. <laughs> but most people don't know what it actually is. So for thousands of years, there have been outbreaks of the plague. No one understood why it would come or how it went away. So tons of superstitions were formed around the plague. The plague. Bum, bum, bum. Um, but in 1894, Alexander Yersin? Graham Bell? Mm-hmm. Okay. Discovered the bacteria that caused the plague was Yersinia pestis. Where? When was this? 1894. Oh, so recently. Yes, way Fairly too recent. recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a very virulent rod-shaped bacterium. It um, disables the the um, immune system of its host. Oh. By 
like putting toxins into the defensive cells. I hate the word host. I, I know. hate the word host. I hate the word host. Well, I don't host want to be a host to anything. Um, once and once these defense cells are like broken down, the bacteria can just multiply with yeah. nothing stopping it. Um, I don't know how these bacteria like. I know it sounds stupid. How they bat smart? They're so smart. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, so why pestis is what I'm going to call it. Um, <laughs> why pestis? Yeah, why? why? Um, it lives. It's found this host that it just loves. Mm-hmm. It can live in for till they kill it. <laughs> fleas. It loves fleas. Ooh, can survive in fleas all day long. Fleas. They love rodents, cats, dirty people, people. Yeah. Dirty. Though I've been told clothes. by vets fleas won't live on humans. Though I've been bitten by fleas. Well, um, rodents love the cities. Filth. They love to get into warm places. And they pass their fleas on to humans. Mm-hmm. And humans pick up dead rodents to get rid of them. A rat dies in your house, you pick it up, you throw it out, you're touching the dead carcass. No, with your bare hands. Well, we, they didn't have gloves back then. Ooh, they had to have wood sticks. They, they had you sticks. think they cared they're shitting on their floors? Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> they're spitting on the floor. <laughs> there are two forms of the plague. Oh. Black and yellow? Nope. Bubonic. Oh, I thought it was the same thing. So, it's the plague. The plague is the bubonic, but there's two subsets. So, the bubonic plague is the most common mm-hmm. thing that you're going to get. Like, you're going to get the bubonic plague, probably. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. <laughs> uh, the name re- refers to the telltale bulbous <laughs> or swollen lymph nodes. Oh, mm-hmm. I have a bulbous. In the neck, groin, or your armpits. All right. So, when you get the bubonic plague, your neck swells up, your armpits swell up, your groin swells up. And the skin over that likes to turn black. Boom. Mm-hmm. Which is why it was called the Black Death. Is it black because it's necrotic? Yes. Oh. Um, <laughs> symptoms, early symptoms of the bubonic plague are fever, vomiting, nausea. So you really... Like everything else. Everything else. Then there's the pneumonic plague, which is the most infectious form of the plague. Um, it's the in an advanced stage and it moves into the lungs. I was going to say, it has to be the lungs. Right. In this stage, the disease is passed directly from person to person. Um, Does through... it turn? It's a different plague completely. No, it's the same plague. It's but just it now affecting your lungs, and now you're going to share it with people it. through airborne particles. Mm-hmm. Um, you cough something up. Usually, people would be coughing up blood. Mm-hmm. You cough it up. They spit it into the thrushes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it infects the people near you. Um, if it is left untreated. Both can turn into septicemia plague, which is an infection in the bloodstream. If that is left untreated, it kills almost 100% of those infected. <gasps> wow. Yeah. The bubonic plague kills like 30 to 35%. Pneumonic, Pneumonic is like 90 to 95 And septicemic is 100%. Dead. Which um, is basically just the three stages of the plague. Pretty much. But most, a lot of people didn't go from bubonic to pneumonic. Okay. But if you do, that's... Um, the plagues have reared its ugly head many times over the last 1,500 years. Like, it's been around. 1,500. Yes. Yeah. The first well-documented plague was the Plague of Justinian. It was named <laughs> after, like, an emperor. Of course. Justin. Um, yeah. It is said it killed 10,000 people a day in Constantinople. Wow. It lasted from 542 A.D. to the 700 A.D.s. You know what, Laura? If they just had masks and plexiglass, this could have all been avoided. 
It killed half of Europe's population, about 100 million people. When what, what year was this? 542 AD. You never hear about this one. No. That's like the first huge yeah, like you never hear about that this they one. hear about. Why pestis was discovered during the most recent global outbreak, which started in China in the mid 1800s. It didn't end until 1959. Wow! Yeah, that caused 10 million deaths. But the most well-known outbreak is the Black Death. Mm -hmm. It is thought to have um, started in China in 1334, and it the Black Death or Black Plague. Are you serious? It started in China. Yes. What the fuck grows in China? I don't know. I don't know. What is doing? What is China doing? Why pestis grows there? And so does COVID, and so does swine flu, and aviary flu, and this flu. Like, well, there's a lot of people in small areas. Yeah, but was it that many people back then? Probably, right? I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Um, so it starts at there in 1334, and it goes until 1353. So uh, it's like 15 years. Yeah. Excuse me. Wow. Um, it's spread along trade routes and reached Europe via Sicily in the late 1340s. Oh, damn Italians. Mm-hmm. The Black Plague killed, there's differing numbers. Mm-hmm. One says 25 million, some say 75 million to 200 million people. Wow. A third, a third to, of Europe. A third or two thirds of Europe's population. Because obviously records aren't great back then. It lingered for centuries, especially in cities. So it would pop up again and pop up again and pop up again. But the main Infectious. part was 1334 to 1353. Um. During the plague, it wasn't known as the Black Plague. It was known as the Great Mortality <laughs> or the Pestilence, which just sounds terrible. The plague. The pl- Pestilence Plague. Before the Black Plague, there had been a large population growth, like right before, like the couple of years leading up to it. So the population starts booming. God was like, oh, no, 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 no. We're yeah. not going to do that. We have the plague. We're Get it crowded. Around. Keep uh, it down. Keep it down. And the two years before it, it had, there was severely cold weather in torrential rains for like two years. So all the crops were gone. gone. So these people are starving, starving to death. So it wipes out all the crops. These people are starving. There's a huge food shortage, so they're malnourished. Um, so people start going into the cities to try to get work. They can't farm because mm-hmm. there's no plants. Because there's always coal mining and Right, there's something else you can do. tanning. Right. Um, so they all crowd into the cities. Animals are also crowding into the cities because they go where people go. Mm-hmm. They go where the food is. Um, so they're living in tight quarters now. They're not out, spread out on their lands. Mm-hmm. There's all like... Um, so they're living among the rats and fleas. So it's just a huge recipe for this plague to hit. They stir in that pot. Yeah. Um, Pregnant pause. Still has <laughs> started um, like docking in ports. They're coming off the boats. They're swollen. They have black spots all over them. They're dead in days. Now the people in the town are touching their bodies, putting them somewhere. Uh, so this is how it's all spreading. And the they have no clue how it no. spreads. They have no clue. No. Um, medieval doctors thought it was caused by bad air. <laughs> well, I mean, they were all living in bad air. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense. Mm, this is different bad air. They believe pockets of bad air were released by earthquakes. Or... By the malalignment of Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars on March 20th, 1345. There was a malalignment of those planets. Those planets just fucked them. Yeah. Um, And some thought it was a punishment from God. 
Well, I mean. They were waging wars. They were this. They were that. They had the crops died and then they got a plague. They're all going to dead the pestilence before Apocalypse came out. The horsemen of the Apocalypse are out. Um, And then some thought um, Jewish people were deliberately spreading the plagues. The poor Jewish people. Uh They get blamed for everything. Everything. Some, Some of the Jewish people even confessed to poisoning water supplies after being tortured to say such a thing. And then they um, executed thousands of them. Oh, nice. They were blaming them. What, what is, I don't what know. What is it with them that everybody just... I don't know. It's crazy. Um, patients were treated by being told not to bathe. Um, a, because it was vain, so God would punish you. If you were clean. Yes, it was vain to be well, clean. Well, you know what would happen is you'd take that layer of filth off and you'd look better than the next hag next that's to right. you and there so, a little J-E-L. a little vanity. Yeah. <laughs> So God will punish you. So don't do that because that's just going to make yeah. it worse. And B, your pores would open if you were clean and that would allow more bad air in. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were also told. Well, they do realize the water was ice cold. Your pores don't open if it's yeah, shit. shit that. That's why they had a steam shower to get into. Uh, this is my favorite because this is definitely what I would have done. They were also told to be happy and think good thoughts. Yeah, because that's going to cure your thought, bad thoughts. <laughs> It would make you sick. I'm happy. I'm yeah. very happy. Um, drink. They were told to drink good wine. Well, that now. That all right. Do. I'll give you that. They were told to avoid fruit. Why? I don't know. Why would you not want your vitamin right. C to help right. ward that off? Um, they were told to avoid lechery. They were told <laughs> so, not to abuse well, the poor. Back up. <laughs> lechery? <laughs> Define that for me, please. I, I can't. I if you're leching, is it like you're a male leching on women? Um, lechery, like. Yeah. Like women being prostitutes? Like what? It, what? It, lechery, Mike? What do you think it is? You're just a lech. All right. Are you Googling it? Have excessive or offensive sexual desire. Don't be lustful. So don't be a slut. So if you're a slut, you're going to get the plague. Don't. Don't. Don't be lustful. <laughs> well, then I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, avoid fruit. Avoid lechery. Don't abuse the poor. Oh. Eat and drink in moderation, which is a good. But weren't they all poor? I mean, pretty much. If you're if you're poor among the poor, you're hurting. Yeah, avoid them. <laughs> um, maintain a household in line with your status. So if you live in a hovel, make sure it's covered in filth and yes. phlegm and vomit. Be humble. <laughs> and if you're a king, you got to make sure that's mm-hmm. <laughs> sit down. Be humble. I love this shit. Input fragrant herbs and drinks, or carry fragrant fragrant flowers. I've heard uh-huh. that the nursery rhyme. Ring around the rosy, pocket full of posy is about the plague. Yes. Okay. Um, that that whole thing, like carry these fragrant flowers, it will keep the disease away. No, it's because you smell like shit. Wow. It was the stat of aro- um, aromatherapy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's a little lavender and eucalyptus yeah. that'll cure your sepsis. Um, th- so these are all like little fast facts about the plague. The plague pushed Europe into the Renaissance. So that's what pushed it into it. So there was so much fear and depression and there's this plague and everyone's dying. So all these strict, strict, strict rules that they had before mm-hmm. are now not Fine. being, they're not well, in place Well, you could anymore. die tomorrow, so. Right, because it didn't matter. So they weren't being enforced anymore. So people started changing the way they thought. They were going into acts. They were like letting themselves live a little bit. And more people were leaning towards like science and innovation to find some cures to fix this because they this didn't believe the happen. planet's alignment was why they were sick. Right. So, um, so the plague pushed Europe into the Renaissance. So something good. Um, the Black Death set Europe back 150 years. Wow. Um, professors died 
like a ton of them. Like at Cambridge University, out of forty professors, like twenty of them died. Like so, all these people with all this knowledge died. Died. Doctors and priests, they're out caring for the sick. They're out, you know, praying with Rapidly. the sick. So they get it. They die. So, um, so like traditional practices and knowledge were lost at this time. So like everything was set back. So they had to wow. rebuild. It took 150 years to get back to where they were. Wow. Quarantine was invented during this oh, time. Fucking quarantine. Households, ships, villages, any of them with the plague, um, with like a plague outbreak would completely shut down so as not to spread it. So there was like, if your house had it, you were done. You were locked in. To that was it. You were all died or everything was fine. <laughs> a whole village voluntarily did it because there was like a little outbreak there. I think 200 and something people ended up in this village getting it and dying, but none of the surrounding villages got it because well, they huge. didn't leave. Yeah. yeah. So they started. They were smart enough to realize that. Right. So they started the quarantine then. Nostradamus was a black plague doctor. That is fascinating isn't it he That's was fascinating to me. 15 are you kidding <laughs> he didn't think he could do much for his patients he's like what can i like i don't know what to do so it's all the future <laughs> but he was like emphatic about being clean everything well, was clean so he would have them clean he would have his wherever he saw Even them though they clean. told them not to bathe right but he was like no everything has to be clean when he when dead when his patients died he made sure their bodies were like covered and processed like not just put Right. Somewhere near other people or whatever. 15 years old, he was a doctor. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. I never uh, knew that. Yeah. So his cleanliness alone helped stop right. the spread of it. Um, dogs were immune to the plague. So even though they would have the fleas on them and carry, because the if fleas, they, they would get the cats, they would kill the rats, they would kill the cats, would not kill the dogs. Were the dogs spreading it because of that? I mean, the fleas on them could yeah. jump on somebody else, but it's not like they were. Um, doctors also used dung in urine to treat people because they thought bad smells could drive the disease away. Well, remember in Ireland, we talked, I was talking about this the other day when we were in the castle and they were saying that they peed in a pit. Yeah. And then they hung their clothes oh, over mm-hmm. the pee. Mm-hmm. Remember that? I think to keep the, to keep the fleas, fleas away. stuff off yeah. their clothes. Mm-hmm. I yeah, that was I'd disgusting. rather have fleas than smell like I know. I'm well, then you get the plague. No, I get the plague and die. Um, the bubonic plague is still around. About seven people a year in the U.S. contract it. I, was just, I heard recently this plague somewhere. It's it's always around. Yeah. It, it's literally about seven on average in the U.S. It's from rats, mostly in the southwest part of the country. Yeah, yeah. Like Arizona, over there. Um, it is also still seen frequently, like in larger numbers, in Madagascar and the Congo. Um, in, in the Cold War... Russia and the U.S. were trying to use the bubonic plague as bioterrorism. Did they forget that we're clean now and we have medicine? Well, I don't know. So <laughs> they tried to make it into an aerosolized weapon. Russia got nice. so far as making it into an aerosolized re- weapon. About 110 pounds of aerosolized plague dropped over a city of 5 million people would infect 150,000 people and it would kill 36,000 people. Wow. So just 110 pounds, wipe out 36,000 people. And then those people are going to leave and go to, you know, oh, flee you know, whatever you know, city no, that was in. And then have these black spots. That's going to kill them to kill more people. Um, why pestis does not live more than an hour outside of a host. So, so even you, though it wreaks all this havoc inside you, if you cough it onto a table and someone comes by an hour later, you're not getting anything right. from that. Um, 
it is susceptible to sunlight. So sunlight will kill it. Um, it is easily treated with antibiotics. But it will most likely be around for as long as there are rodents. So if there are rats Oof. or, you know, little ferrets we'll or whatever. We'll never see an outbreak like that again. No, because well, now we can treat it with antibiotics. Right. Um, but it killed like... Millions. 200 million people. Millions. Like, it's insane. And it's still here. Yeah, so... And it's like every movie. That's insane. Yeah. Crazy. I'm blown away by Nostradamus. That's the craziest that thing crazy? I've heard in a long time. That's the craziest thing I've heard in a long time. I got that from schoolshistory.org, historytoday.com, factretriever.com, britannica.com, and healthline.com. Mine was from Wikipedia. You know how I love <laughs> it's my favorite. Wikipedia. It's my favorite. Wait till I get to next week's. It's more Wikipedia. Yeah. Um. All right. So we got an email in. I'm going to read an email. Okay. And we'll close up this episode. But. I've always been fascinated with the Black Plague. Like, always. Always, always. Because it killed so many people. And it's, it's an, crazy. Any movie of that time, they're like, the plague, the plague. So, I've always wanted to do an episode on that. So, I'm glad we can. Okay. So, we have an email. Um, I'm going to just say from Megan. I'm not going to give last names. And this is... we. You know, we talk about all kinds of stories. So, this is a funny story. Because you know how I like... I like gas. Yes, I like the gas stories. Yes, they make me Okay. Uh, I just wanted to tell you guys how much I love listening to your podcast. It's my entertainment on drives to work and on my runs. I just got caught up in all the episodes, so I hit the wave of disappointment that I no longer have endless episodes to listen to. That makes me happy. I know. I know that feeling, though. You know when you catch up, you're like, she actually likes our podcast enough that she's disappointed that there's not more of this this coming at her. I was so excited to hear you mention perfusionists during two different episodes. We are an unknown profession in the medical world, one being the Hurricane Katrina. And yes, the heart and lung machine is giant and weighs a ton. I cannot imagine it being remotely possible to transport a patient machine up or down the stairs. So in case you forgot yeah. what a perfusionist is, um, perfusionists run the heart lung machine when you go into cardiac surgery. Obviously, you cannot operate on a beating heart. So they shut the heart down and the perfusionist is keeping you alive during surgery. Mm-hmm. And they sit behind this big, huge machine. Yeah. They're usually freezing because the room's always so cold. Yeah. So they're in their little blankets and they're running blood gases and they're running labs and they're giving medications through that. And they're getting yelled at by the cardiac surgeon for more pleasure or whatever the hell he's yelling yeah. at them. Um, but a it's turn a- on yellow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it was like, what the two turns on blue. <laughs> and I felt so stupid the other day. So when you're done with cardiac surgery, you give them protamine, which is a drug that helps them clot, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm so wrapped up because now we call for the ICU when it used yeah. to be. We used to have these nurses that worked with us in anesthesia and they would call for the ICU bed. So you have to give ICU an hour's notice. Oh, God forbid. No. They won't They won't take a bed. You're fucked. So I'm, I'm not even thinking. And I was like, um, did you get protamine yet? And she's like, and the, God bless her. She's one of the younger perfusionists. <laughs> Instead of being like, uh, really? She looked at me. She's like, mm clearly we're still on pump i wouldn't have done that and i looked at him like yes clearly because you would clot off i realized no would it could you realize that i'm also a spaz (laughs) all right and just have answered me nicely you so anyway (laughs) that's my perfusionist story for the day though i love most of them okay so she writes when i was a perfusionist student in training we would get called in for hot lung transplants frequently we would always be with a staff perfusionist and this inevitably happens in the middle of the night every time yes every Goddamn transplant happens at night liver. So we could have a night shift where you're doing a liver, a kidney, a heart, a lung. It would be like... I think I had one night that there, I had 
a liver going, a peaty liver transplant, a <sighs> kidney transplant, a heart transplant, and a lung transplant. Yeah. It was nuts. And there's only so many nurses. Right. And I can only, I only have like three of them. That can in each one of those cases, six to eight hours. Yeah. So I remember sitting in this little room with my senior perfusionist and the attending physician, who's the head honcho. We were relaxing and waiting for the team with the lungs to arrive to start surgery. I was exhausted, but worse, I was also incredibly bloated. Bad combo. Oh, <laughs> like my stomach was the size of a basketball. <laughs> I never knew what that felt like. I guess. That's what autoclave rooms are for. Hello. <laughs> I was so uncomfortable, I put my head down on the counter and I fell asleep. I'm not sure how long I slept, but when I woke up, I miraculously felt much better. I bet you did. The two guys in the room were still there looking at me with those half smiles people get when they know a secret. I was pretty sure I knew what happened based on the fact that my bloating was gone and my stomach was relaxed. I was mortified and kept telling myself, it's nothing, maybe they didn't hear it, nothing happened. It was definitely silent. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely silent. Nothing. I was just snoring really loud. So barking ducks that are under the desk mm-hmm. sure enough the next afternoon i was back at the hospital i was in the or and some classmates asked how the transplant went before i could respond the <laughs> perfusionist i was with that night chimed in oh it was great she was busy sleeping and drooling and farting all night <laughs> <laughs> fortunately i didn't earn any nicknames off the whole ordeal but learned a valuable lesson never to fall asleep at work when you are bloated <laughs> megan awesome story Thank I love you. the gas stories. Fonten's my favorite. <laughs> um, I'm glad you enjoy. Uh, we'll try to keep pumping these episodes out for you on your runs. Because God knows I'm not running these yeah, days. Run for me. Yeah, run for us. Um, all right, so next week's episode is my Halloween episode. It's love the it. most wonderful <laughs> time of the year. All the decorations coming out soon. My daughter literally is like, Mom, five more days in the decorations. Because I refuse to put them up before October 1st. No, you have to wait till October for Halloween. I I'll do will fall, not. but yes. I won't do I will not do Halloween for October. No. So she's like, Mom, like five more days and the Halloween decorations are going up. <laughs> Take it easy, Vienna. I got a lot going on in my- <laughs> right now and I'm not worried. About- Plus, like, my aunt, 90-year-old aunt moved in. I can't have shit all over the house. She can't get around. No, you can't have I like, do my whole stretch. railing up. Like, she holds on to the railing. Yeah, you're going to have to forego that. Unless I just prop her at the end of the railing on the banister. You could do that. I could. She could be the crone. Scary. I love you, Auntie. I shouldn't have said that, but I I love you. But still, you're 90. Okay. So next week, Halloween, we're going to cover some stuff down in New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans. Yeah, creepy New Orleans. It is. It's creepy. Mm -hmm. It's pretty, but creepy all at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's like a decayed, beautiful city. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the decay. It's the decay and creepiness. Yeah. All right. So enjoy that episode. Um, stay away from fleas. Don't let fleas land on you. Clean the thrushes in your house, so make sure they're not 20 years old, and don't spit and vomit in them. Oh, God. Or have please. any leakage. Please, mop your floors, for the love of God. Just Take a bath. your house clean. Brush your teeth. Yes. Please. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.